0: Hey there, welcome to Anatomy Bites, the show where we talk about anatomy in bite-sized chunks. Who would have guessed? I'm your host, Nick. I'm a first-year doctor of physical therapy student, as well as a long-time fitness professional. And I have a huge passion for talking about health and wellness. Occasionally, we'll talk about the PT school experience and some other topics related to health as well. So thanks for joining us. Let's jump on in and get on with the show. Hello, hello, Anatomy Nerds. It is Sunday, April 12th. I'm here in Huntington Beach, California in my, what, must be third or fourth week of quarantine from COVID-19. I was thinking about something the other day. You know, COVID-19 has brought on some unique challenges for students with the quarantine, with schools shifting to online learning and quite abruptly, I might add. I myself am included in this. One of the hardest things about this transition for me as a physical therapy student finishing my first year has been this loss of hands-on instruction. Physical therapy, as you know, is a hands-on profession our hands-on skills are a vital part of our learning. We have to know how to palpate bones, muscles, and joints in order to perform treatments. We have to have hands-on skills to perform manual therapies. So, this is a challenging time for physical therapy students and physical therapists who, you know, feel we cannot perform our jobs or learn our required job skills without this in-person interaction. So, As I was thinking about this the other day, I realized how anatomy education is being affected by this crisis as well. So hence the title of this podcast. Um, At the end of last semester, I had wrapped up seven straight months of cadaver lab where I got to look at all of the structures I was studying. I could even, with a gloved hand, touch them. I could take a probe and, and see how those connections were made, see how the layers of the muscles and the nerves and the blood vessels all went together with the connective tissue. You know, So I got to see these things quite literally in the flesh. And as essential as this experience was for me, I feel for the students who are studying anatomy right now or who may soon be starting PT programs or med school without access to cadavers, um, and also the donated bones to learn from. I get that anatomy is a hard subject to learn, trust me, so I want to share some tips for learning anatomy at home that aren't just straight memorize, memorize, memorize. These are tips that I used anyways and I hope that they become uh, a vital part of your experience for learning when we're in this time where learning has to happen at home these strategies all basically follow one principle utilize techniques that require all of your senses i mean (laughs) except for maybe like taste Um, but as many senses as you can integrate into your learning experience you are going to cover the different ways of learning tactile visual hearing doing so These are some of my tried and true tips, and I hope that they mean something to you too. So tip number one is a tried and true method for studying anatomy, and that is drawing and coloring. So this is one of the more obvious tips, and if you're currently studying anatomy, it's a tip you may already be using. I feel that drawing and coloring are essential to learning anatomy. You don't have to be an artist. My artistic skills are pretty crappy, so it doesn't have to be perfect, but drawing out structures, including muscles, bones, nerves, uh, blood vessel pathways, dermatomes, you name it, Integrates the information that you're learning in a tactile way. So for you visual kinesthetic learners This is a really good uh, tool to use Early in my PT school experience. I did end up purchasing an iPad Pro with an Apple pencil Um, I didn't want to at first because of the expense, but uh, It became a really vital tool for me and because of my profession Um, In the overall expense of the tuition that I'm paying, it felt like a a drop in the bucket overall. Um, I did a lot of drawing on this iPad and I still do. I take notes on it all the time. Um, But on the iPad specifically, in terms of drawing and coloring, what I did was I would go into an anatomy app and take screenshots of the skeleton models and then i would draw over them i would draw the muscles over them i would draw the nerve pathways over these screenshots so um, and the app i used to do the screenshots from was called visible body and i just imported those into notability which is a note-taking app um, so i could draw there so i realized this isn't an option that is financially viable for everybody but for me it was especially helpful my classmate um, did a different technique. She used tracing paper to trace over skeletal models like in the book, and then used those, those uh, traced out drawings for then drawing over them, and then IDing structures that way. So that's a great way with pen and paper to do kind of the same thing. It's a little bit more work, but it's definitely a lot less expensive. Um, so I thought that that technique was really creative in addition to being low cost. So whatever medium you choose, there are a lot of ways to draw but i also want to point out anatomy coloring books if you're not aware anatomy coloring books are a thing there are tons of them out there just hop on amazon take a look um for me like coloring in a coloring book gets kind of boring so that's why i like to have you know the drawing option because then i can just kind of go through it really quickly but if you like to color if that helps you coloring books are a great option as well Um, so just go ahead and get some drawing supplies maybe even just pen and paper and have at it but get that hands-on experience tip number two is something I already kind of mentioned here but anatomy apps so the great thing about living in this time this digital age is the plethora of apps that are available to us and anatomy is included in that so um, the app that I use, I it's called it's by a company called Visible Body, but the actual name of it is the Human Anatomy Atlas by Visible Body, and this one's a little bit more on the pricey side. It's about twenty five dollars, but I use it on my iPad. I can even use it on my phone, um, so even if I just want to look at something real quick and like zoom in and then like turn the model around, I can do that even on my phone. So um, it's a little bit pricey, but You can rotate the body in 3D, you can take layers away or add them in, add and subtract structures. They also have quizzes um, and they even have some, some parts where you can see certain body parts in movement. They'll have like a joint and the muscles at that joint and then the movement happening at that joint in like little videos and you can pause and rotate in 3D around that. So it's really cool, super useful, and it really gets you that idea of all the different layers that go into it. Also, there's just a ton of add-ins in this app. So if you're going to med school or PT school, you can, you know, add in per your specialty. They have like, you know, a lot of stuff on dental stuff or the eye, you know, for example. So great for um, going into a specialty as well. Um, There are other apps, of course. So take a look, take your time, do your research. Some of them have pretty robust features as well. Um, I noticed the prices have changed on some of these, like I've been into anatomy apps for a long time and some of them used to be free and now they're you know a little bit more expensive than that, but um, see what you can find and just go for it. Uh, definitely shop around, know that there's great apps out there and this is something that should be an essential part of your toolbox, especially if you're a visual learner. Um, number three, tip number three, using hands-on models so again this is going to be a little bit more on the pricey side um but for our kinesthetic learners out there especially in this time where you don't have access to the lab experience that you might have at school i cannot understate the usefulness of having your own skeleton model at home a lot of students in my program have one called mr thrifty that they got on amazon it's a little bit smaller and less less pricey um i I'm a nerd you guys like this is something that i've always wanted i always wanted to have like a huge skeleton model and like drag it around my office in the future someday so i went ahead i got the big full-size model um it has a little stand it rolls around on casters and i roll him around my apartment whenever i need to Um, He's five foot six, male. So he actually is structured with like a male pelvis. It's different than female. Um, And uh, my best friend named him Skaggs. So I have uh, one roommate and his name is Skaggs and he is a a skeleton in my apartment. (laughs) So, um, but what I like about him is you can even like take his cranium off and look at all the cranial bones and the foramina from inside his head which is really helpful for learning, especially when you're learning cranial nerves, like I talked about in the last episode. Um, But I I think what I like about having skags the most is for the purpose of osteology, which is the study of bones. So if you've never really thought about bones in this way, they have tons of landmarks and each different ridge and valley is like that for a reason. Um, so bone osteology is like this map for understanding your muscular attachments. So if you're like me and like rote memorization of your O's, I's, A's or your origins, insertions, innervations, and actions, like rote memorization is just not working for you, having that realistic skeleton model to look at when you don't have access to the, the lab itself at school, like it has been just so important even for me just like reviewing right now I'm not even in anatomy anymore but I'm still I still look at skags every day every time I'm studying because having that lifelike model just makes those origins and insertions make sense to you I when I was studying for anatomy especially the Ozize A's I would even like take like tape like duct tape and string and I would like make DIY muscle or ligaments um, like on him like taping a string to him and like stretching it to from origin to insertion just to make the whole experience more real so I could just see like oh this is the layers these are all the things that attach at the same bony landmark etc cetera, etc cetera. so that has been really really important for me um, and speaking of this kind of hands-on experience maybe something you hadn't thought of brings me to tip number four surface anatomy find it on yourself right so I never even thought of this before, but um, this is another hands-on technique for you kinesthetic learners. Uh, surface anatomy is basically finding the structures through your skin. So it won't work for deeper structures, of course, but you'd be surprised how many structures you can find with surface anatomy. There's a lot of great books out there. The one I use, I, honestly, it's off the top of my head. I can't remember what it's called, but if, uh, if I'll find it and I'll post it in the show notes later. Um, but there's lots of books out there on surface anatomy and they'll basically show you where to find structures on yourself or on other people by first locating bony landmarks and then going from there so super cool way to also just you know make anatomy more lifelike is to find it on yourself like what's the point of learning anatomy if If later on, you know, you're not actually going to apply it to something. So when you, you know, take that closer look and you look at your hands and you find those tendons, you'll know what they are. You'll know why they're there and they'll know, you'll know what they're moving. And it's not just going to be something that you memorize out of a book. So surface anatomy is super cool, actually. Um, and, and look at surface anatomy on lots of different people. So if you're lucky right now and you live with multiple people in your household, you'll see that, Everyone's surface anatomy is a little bit different. So for example, when I was doing biomechanics lab last semester, my partner, um, who's an awesome friend, she had actually like been approached to be an iPhone hand model at one point. Like she has like these amazing hands and like they're like velvety and like you couldn't see a lot of the structures on her because her hands were just like perfect, right? and then compare her hands to mine my hands are really bony i like you can just like see everything you can see like if i i'll try to post pictures on online or whatever if you guys are really curious but like you can see everything on my hands and so like i have these like creep hands and then she had these like perfect model hands and uh it was just a funny pairing but you could see how things were different between the two of us so if you have multiple people in your household take a look um Admittedly, I don't have a roommate. I live by myself with my two dogs. So I actually find surface anatomy on them. Um, They're not super different. And so I can, you know, I found my dog's patella. It's a lot smaller than you would think. I found um, their their quadriceps, things like that. So you can do this um, on, you know, housemates. Another thing, tip number five, that you can do on housemates is teach so number five is teach somebody else about it so this is another tip for that kinesthetic approach talking something through with somebody else um, does two important things first it's going to tell you what you do know it reveals to you how much you know and that's a win especially when you're studying a lot and you're just like god i feel like i'm not getting this when you teach it to someone else you realize hey, I actually know like a lot of things, it makes you feel confident, it makes you feel like, hey, it also reinforces what you know. Secondly, on the flip side, it highlights really quickly what you don't know. And rather than taking this as a negative, take this as a tool to help guide your study, right? So it helps you find out what you need to review more. One thing we would do in anatomy lab on our cadavers um, is, would be to quiz ourselves or quiz each other. So we'd go up to the cadaver and we'd start just like, "Hey, so and so, teach me about the heart." And so they would, you know, go through and point out all the important structure that we were learning on the cadavers. And we would do it to each other. So we would, you know, teach each other what we were learning by pointing it out. And if we got stuck on something, then our classmates could like be our lifeline. They'd be like, "Ah, uh, here, here's a clue." But if we aced it then we'd like celebrate each other's successes in that way so in times of covid in quarantine obviously this becomes more complicated but you know obviously you could always do a video conference like zoom or facetime or google hangouts with classmates of course if this is something that you're like getting sick of you're like "Ah, i'm just so sick of looking at my computer screen whatever um you could always you know teach a housemate improvise um, teach your housemate, teach your dog, teach your imaginary friend on the couch, whatever. Like maybe your housemates could care less about anatomy and they're like, God, please don't, don't do this. <laughs> but I mean, maybe like me you live alone. I can tell you that I have taught my dogs a fair number of concepts. Of course they could care less, but they can't fight it. <laughs> um, but just the act of like explaining concepts out loud reinforces what i do know, and it helps me understand what i need to study in more depth so it's very helpful for me tip number six is a little bit more of a passive approach but can be helpful as well is to find a video about it on youtube this is something that i often resort to especially in undergrad when i was learning you know more of the basic sciences the anatomy the physio the molecular bio the chemistry um, pt topics there are good videos out there and um, there are some great channels they're not quite as common but there are some good ones so this is going to satisfy the audiovisual learners out there because honestly sometimes you just need to listen to somebody else explain a concept like maybe your textbook is getting old maybe your teacher breezed through it too quickly and you're stuck or the way that they're explaining it just doesn't make sense. You know, so sometimes you just need to reach outside of your circle and like just consult another expert about it. And there's a lot of great videos on YouTube that serve just that, or maybe you just need someone to make it more lively for you, right? Uh, you know, anatomy's not the most exciting subject. Um, you know, out there obviously like that's understatement of the year but there's a lot of great instruction out there that can like make it more exciting so one of the channels that i really love i highly recommend wendy riggs um that's r-i-g-g-s she's a community college professor in california and she's been creating new content for years she teaches an online class and so like she does these drawings on the screen it's basically like pre-covid already anatomy and physio online it's great Um, she's really funny she breaks things down into digestible chunks so it's a great resource that i've used tons and tons Um, there's also a channel called crash course which i used in undergrad a lot Um, i use them to like reinforce concepts that i've already studied a lot because their videos do tend to go pretty fast So by the time I got to watching Crash Course, it was like, okay, I just want to confirm that I already know this. I'd watch their video and they've honestly got like tons and tons of topics out there. So you could use Crash Course for other classes as well. So YouTube is a great, great resource. Um, Tip number seven, something, you know, I know I've talked a lot about, um, like pricey options out there. And so I want to just make sure that I emphasize finding free or low cost resources as well. Um, One of the best things about anatomy is that it's a subject that really doesn't change a whole lot. So what does that mean? The good thing for you, especially if you want a low cost or free option, is it means that a lot of older resources still tend to work. So if you don't have the scratch for the newest version of your textbook, you can likely find an anatomy sources online from like decades past and they'll serve you just fine. Personally, I love the 12th edition of Anatomy of the Human Body by Dr. Henry Gray, updated by Dr. Warren H. Lewis. Um, maybe you've heard of this text before, commonly referred to as Gray's Anatomy. Yes, just like the TV show, there is a book, I promise. Um, But this version in particular is like, it's great because it was published in 1918 and therefore it is in the public domain. If you don't know what public domain means, it means that you can find it fully online and download it free of charge because if something is in the public domain, it is old enough that it's not copyrightable. So it's, free knowledge for the public it is in the public domain so you can find it online and you can download it and you're not going to get in trouble for it right it's free it's out there okay um honestly I'm not sure how much has changed since this book was published but I can tell you that it's not a ton Um, if anything it's most likely like names of certain structures have changed because a lot of you know, older, you know, a lot of structures were named after like the people who discovered them. So there's like a lot of old white dudes that had body parts named after them. And maybe those have changed to just more functional names, like in Latin that describe what the structure actually does, for example. But the thing I love about this textbook the most actually is the way that the descriptions are written out. So like instead of uh, today's type of textbooks, where there's a lot of charts that like, quickly condense a lot of information in a really organized way. Gray's actually writes out the descriptions of the anatomical part in like long paragraphs. And I know that sounds tedious, but if you think about it this way, it gives you a very visual quality to help you understand because you can imagine it as you read it. So it's just kind of a different way to explore anatomy. It's kind of almost poetic in a way. So I'll plan on using this text as a reference in the future um, in like actual like body part anatomy episodes um, just so you can see what I mean. And maybe you'll maybe you'll agree. Um, So that is great resource. Look for public domain resources out there, such as 12th edition of Gray's. Now, also under the category of low cost resources. This is definitely going to be the most controversial on the list, and I might get a little bit of flack for it, but hear me out. Um, If you're an online learner right now, you're in quarantine, and you're just really missing that hands-on experience that you would get in the lab, i.e. dissection, you can probably find what you need at the grocery store, okay? So um, a classmate of mine posted this on Instagram last night, and I totally like had thought about this in the past, but I completely forgot because I don't eat meat. Um, But last night he reminded me that a lot of mammalian anatomy is very similar. And so if you really want to do an at-home dissection at your own risk, okay, I didn't tell you to do this, you're assuming your own risk, Um, you can go to a butcher. And find the body part that you need okay like you can find hearts bones organs all sorts of things from farmed animals like cows pigs sheep for example and I'll tell you in my undergrad uh, anatomy class we exclusively used animal parts because my college my community college did not actually have access to cadavers so we looked at a sheep's eye and we look like we looked at a cow's heart and things like that so you know know that these are studyable resources and you can probably find them. So just this full disclaimer here though I don't want anyone to take this information the wrong way I'm not of course I'm not advocating killing an animal or engaging in anything illegal okay please understand that so um, I'm not advocating any kind of abuse. But if the butcher already sells it it's already dead and you didn't kill it you know like it's an option that's out there for you so who am I to not acknowledge that you know what I mean um, again I say this was full disclosure I do not eat meat I haven't eaten meat in about nine or ten years I personally don't engage in this option but it's there for you and I'm not going to push my lifestyle on other people okay so for those of you who don't have an issue with supporting the meat industry for the purpose of education Go to the butcher shop, see what you can find. My classmate last night posted a picture of a lamb's heart, and I think that they were using it for Easter purposes, but before they went to cook it, they, you know, he explored it. So (laughs) it's something out there. It's something you can do, and uh, it will give you that hands-on learning experience. Please don't hurt yourself in the process. Be safe and careful and cleanly, (laughs) okay? Um, So there you have it. Some of my very important tips for how I studied anatomy, and I hope that in this time of quarantine when you don't have access to the same materials, that maybe some of these will be helpful for you. Um, To wrap it up, just in summary, whatever methods you choose to study anatomy at home, the more senses you can work in, the better, okay? touch talking it out hearing it visualizing it all of that okay so i would love to hear from you on what i may have missed like what methods you're using at home that i didn't mention um love to hear it let's let's talk about it feel free to hit me up on instagram my handle is at nikki ray that's n-i-k-k-i-d-a-s-h-r-a-e I'll post links below in the show notes to some of the resources I've mentioned here. And until the next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay inside. Thank you.